Wow. Thank you, guys. I just want to take the time to thank Pastor Jerry and Sister Elaine because they're whew, such incredible people. And, man, you guys are so lucky to have them as pastors. Yeah, let's give them a round of applause. Um, but man, it's so good to be here, and you guys just honor me by having me, you know, letting me serve your youth and serve all of you here. And I just appreciate all the love and uh, the words of, you know, encouragement that everybody gives me constantly. And man, you guys are such a loving church. It's, it's really, truly such a blessing. So I want you guys to give yourselves a round of applause now because you guys are awesome. But let's get into the word. Amen. All right. Well, let me just start off by saying something. Uh, if I do speak in Spanish randomly out of nowhere, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. I'm not speaking in tongues. It's just a little Spanish for our Spanish community to keep up with, with the word today. I'm not going to, you know, translate everything I say, but just my main points. I'll just hit you with a little Spanish out of nowhere. So be aware. And uh, let's begin. So I just wanted to start by saying that it's not what you do in this life, but it's who you're with. And most importantly, it's about who's with you. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. Amen. And I just want you to, to know that confidently because that's what I'm going to be hitting on. I'm going to be, you know, punching that right in the gut constantly to you today uh, a lot. I'm going to be telling you that the Lord is with you. And I need you to believe it and know it very confidently within your heart today. Yo necesito que tú sepas hoy que el Señor está contigo para donde sea que tú vayas. El Señor te ama a ti tú eres un hijo de Dios. You are a child of God. Amen. So wherever you go, you need to know in your heart and in your mind very deeply and securely and confidently and say, the Lord is with me. Amen? That's right. All right. So we're going to open our Bibles to Genesis 39, verse 1. Genesis 39, verse 1. Genesis 31, verse 1. Genesis 31, verse 1. Genesis uh, 39, verse 1. We are going to look into the story of Joseph today. Uh, it's a very well-known story. And it's probably my favorite um, I was telling the morning service that uh, that this this story is real close and dear to my heart because the first time I've heard it was I was in the fourth grade and I remember because of the house that I lived in and where we were in our lives and uh, I came downstairs and my dad was in the kitchen he had some shorts on and, and a t-shirt and his glasses and that's how he stayed comfortable after work and uh, he was reading his Bible and I was like hey what are you doing he was like hey son what's up I'm just reading the Bible and I was like cool well, can I hear it with you? He was like, yeah. So he was like, I'll read it out loud. So he started reading the story of Joseph. And I was like, wow, this story's cool. Uh, this guy's just been through so much. And, and man, he goes so far. And man, God just does so much in his life. And I was like, I kind of like this guy because I relate to him. Joseph was the youngest. And I'm the youngest of four. So I was like, cool, we got that in common. Uh, in common. And I was like, Joseph was the favorite one of his father. And I was like, hey, well, and you know, I'm kind of the favorite too. So we got that in common. And uh and the Lord was with Joseph. So I always thought to myself, ever since I was little, the Lord is with me. So everybody say, the Lord is with me. The Lord was with Joseph in Genesis 39.1. And it reads, when Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar. Potiphar was a captain of the guard by Pharaoh, uh, for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From that day, Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property. The Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. 
All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. And we're going to stop there. So, let's start, let's go back to verse 1. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased. Now, this means that uh, Joseph was literally owned. He was sold by someone, or his brothers, and then traded by the Ishmaelite traders, and then he was owned by Potiphar. Now, Joseph was physically in, in the embodiment of a slave. He was literally owned by somebody. I don't think anybody in here is owned or a slave to anybody, but I think some of us sometimes are slave to certain things, to certain situations, to certain uh, circumstances that are in our lives. Sometimes we wake up and, and the first thing you think about is usually the thing you're owned by. So if you wake up and you're like, dang, I got to go to work today, that's probably what you feel like is what owning your life. You're like, dang, I got to wake up. I got bills today. That's probably what it owns your life today. If you wake up and you're like, dang, this circumstance and this situation is over my life very heavy, you probably feel like you're owned by that thing. So that, that thing that you wake up is usually in your mind. That's probably what is owning you right now. But if you are a child of God and you know it confidently, you wake up and you confidently know that you are owned by your heavenly father. Amen? So I need you to recognize that today because sometimes our circumstances will make us think and forget and focus on all these negative things and dwell on these negative things that we forget who we really are owned by, that we forget who we are truly meant to serve. You need to wake up every morning and declare, I am a servant of the Lord. I am a child of God, and that is who I serve. That is who owns me. Who can say that confidently? Come on now. You need to wake up and know that. Or maybe there's just too many of us that are owned by something. But that's okay. Because the Lord is with you. So don't forget who you serve. You are not under, you know, your circumstance. You're supposed to be over it. You're supposed to be above any situation in your life. Let's go back to verse 2 real quick and read that. And it says, The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything as he did, uh, he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man because of it. See, success is just a byproduct of the Lord being with you. you if you walk in the presence of God, if you know that the Lord is with you all the time, the, the byproduct of all that will be flourishment, uh, will be product, will be fruit, will be blessings, will be success. And you need to recognize that because that is going to change your life. Joseph didn't focus and dwell on the negative stuff. Joseph was literally a slave. He was beaten. He was abandoned. He was sold. He was forgotten. He was betrayed by his own family. But he dwell on that? No. He didn't dwell on that. The Bible only says that the Lord was with Joseph. And Joseph knew that. No matter what he was going through, no matter where he was being sold or moved to, no matter if he was back home or if he was in Egypt, he knew that the Lord was with him. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. And this is very crucial for you to understand in your life. Because once you recognize that the Lord is with you, you need to know that his blessing is on you as well. The blessing of God comes upon you once you start to recognize and walk by faith knowing that the Lord is with you. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. Man, I'm going to drill it into your head and I'm going to drill it into your heart because I want you to walk out of this place knowing confidently that you are the Lord's son and you are the Lord's daughter and the Lord is with you. And the byproduct of that is his blessing over your life. Don't forget who you serve. So, 
you need to recognize that the Lord is with you. Now, not only do you need to dwell on the fact that the Lord is with you, but you need to recognize that you need to be in the right position for this. Wherever Joseph was, he prospered and succeeded. As a child of God, you need to know that the Lord has your back and will prosper you wherever you go. I forgot to throw in that Spanish in there. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you guys. Donde sea que tú estés, tú tienes que estar en la posición correcta para que Dios te pueda bendecir. Donde sea que tú estés, tú, en la circunstancia que tú estés, tú necesitas saber que Dios es tu Dios y que tú estás caminando con Él y que Él es tu bendición sobre tu vida. Amén. The position in your life is very important as well. Some of us think, man, I, I don't know how God's going to bless me here. But you need to focus and ask, are you even in a position for God to bless you? You need to recognize where God needs you to be. See, Joseph was meant to be a governor, but he was first a slave. See, what you think has you a slave right now is what you're meant to be governing right now. What you're meant to be over that situation in your life. But if you're not in the right position, you're not going to get there. Personally, well... Let's talk a little bit about Joseph instead. Joseph was home and he was comfortable. He was not in a position where God needed him to be. Joseph was in a place that was not bearing any fruit. He was the youngest, so he was cool. He did his chores. His, God, uh, his dad supplied for him and he was good. But he wasn't bearing any fruit. See, God wants to, needed to take Joseph out of that place in his life to position him in the correct place in order for him to bear some fruit. See, God puts us in certain situations in, in order for us to start bearing fruit. Personally, uh, I lived in Colorado, or I'm born in Colorado, and, and that's where I was, you know, for a lot of time. Yes, I, I learned a lot, and I grew up in the church, and, and I was raised in the church, so it was all too familiar for me. And eventually, I got so comfortable in such a routine that everything became normal, and I became like an idle Christian. And, and what I mean by that is, is I did everything the right way, I did everything correct, But I was so comfortable that I, I didn't bear any fruit. There was no fruit in my environment back home. I went to all the retreats. I went to all the conferences. I was there every day. I listened to all the preachings. I taught in the kids' church, and I taught in the youth group, and, and, I, and I ministered on, on stage, and, and we played in the band. I did everything. You name it. My parents raised us to a T as Christian kids, and we worked and served in everything. But I still didn't bear any fruit. I was so idle and comfortable. And the enemy is okay with that. He says, if you're in church, that's cool. As long as you stay there and you don't do anything else, that's fine with me. The enemy's going to be cool with that. But you need to do something about that. If you need to be in a position that you're, you know, called to be, you need to get there. And that's why God said, you know what? You're going to Dallas. And I said, what? Really? He said, yeah. I was like, ah, it's kind of hot though. You know, Colorado's cold, right? I'm made for the cold. And he was like, well... You're kind of comfortable there. And he's like, go to Dallas. So I went to Dallas. And then he's like, okay, go to Arkansas. And I'm here now. God is just positioning me everywhere. Yeah, praise God. See, that's because sometimes you get comfortable. But you need to be moved. You need to be flexible. You need to be able to let God take you to certain areas. Now, I'm not saying God's going to take you out of your home. I'm not saying God's going to take you out of this church or out of your state. But if I can take it a step further, God might take you out of a relationship you're in. God might take you out of a job that you're in. God might take you out of a situation in your life that's not bearing any fruit, a friendship even. God will remove you from a place that's not bearing any fruit because it is a toxic environment. Everybody say, the Lord is with me. 
That's right. You better believe it. Now, when the Lord moved me, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't even feel prepared to do anything that I did or I've done or I've come to do. But that's, that brings me to my third point, which is capability. See, being home, Joseph didn't know what he was capable of. He was the youngest. He did his chores. He was comfortable, and that's cool. But Joseph didn't know that God is calling him to be a governor of Egypt. See, you don't know what you're capable of when you sit here. You don't know what you're meant to do while you're here. Some of you weren't even, you know, ready to raise a pet dog, and now you have kids. How? I don't know. Did you raise them well? I don't know either, but you're raising them. Some of you couldn't even take care of yourselves, and now you're taking care of a whole family. It's capability. Your father capacitates you. Tu Dios te va a dar la capacidad para hacer lo que tú no puedes y no te imaginas que puedes este, hacer en tu vida Dios te va a llevar más allá de, tu, lo que, de, de lo que tú piensas en tu vida y Él te va a ayudar y empujar y, y a capacitar para que tú a, a, puedas hacer todo lo que tú puedes hacer Él te va a empujar y te va a ayudar y Él va a estar siempre contigo Amen. see the Lord is going to be with you no matter what you do but you can't be afraid you can't take a step back and say no God I can't do that I don't know what to do I'm scared to move into that position that you need me no move into that position and your heavenly father is going to make you capable of doing what you need to do and to do what needs to get done but you got to be ready for that and you have to know confidently that the Lord is with you somebody say the Lord is with me I'm telling you you're going to get tired of hearing that but I'm not mm, I'm not going to stop God your father is going to Gave you the capability to do far more than you can imagine. See, sometimes you don't know your gifts and what you're capable of because you sit here and you look at everybody else. And you look at the people on stage, you say, wow, they sing so pretty. Or wow, he plays such an instrument real well. Or, or she plays an instrument real well. Or he preaches really well. Or she prays really well. And see, you're just focused on everybody else that you're not focused on serving your God. And that's all you need to be focused on. You need to be focused on serving God. See, because then you'll start to recognize the gifts within you. You need to realize that you are capable of so much more than you could possibly imagine. Joseph was the youngest. He didn't know he was meant to be a governor of the world. But until God took him and put him in that position, and he started to recognize that his father in heaven was going to make him capable of that, he would have never been there. So God's going to move you, and he's going to capacitate you to do what you need to do. And once this happens... Which brings me to my final and fourth point. You need to take action. Take action. Now that you know who your real owner is, now that you wake up and you know who you're serving, now that you're the position that you need to be in, now that you're where he needs you and you're starting to bear some fruit, and now that you know that you don't have to be capable because he's going to make you capable. Now that you're there, you need to take action. Somebody say, take action. Enough of being sitting down, enough of being comfortable, enough of being idle Christians. It's time to take some action. Stop wasting time. If you're going to be a greeter, be the best greeter that you can be. If you're going to clean toilets, clean the toilets to a a T. Make them perfect. If you're going to be a factory worker, be the best factory worker. If you're going to be a boss, be the best boss. If you're going to have your own business, run that business to a T. Do it as if you're doing everything for the Lord. Because you are on this earth to make a difference and to be set apart. You are meant to do everything the best you can because you are meant to prosper when you do it. See, you walk in the blessing of God. What does that mean exactly? 
See, when the Lord is with you, like I said earlier, the byproduct of that is that you are blessed and you prosper and you flourish and you give fruit. So when you know confidently that you are a child of God and that you are meant to walk in a life that God has called you to do, you are a blessing. Not only do you have the blessing of God over you, but you literally are a blessing. It's like these lights. I give this example in the morning because I start to feel, you know, the heat of these lights. And everywhere I go on stage, you guys can see me. These lights hit me, right? No matter where I go, if I go all the way over here, over there, the lights are on me. And I feel the heat of these lights because they're good lights and they're strong and all that good stuff. But that's how God's glory over your life is. No matter where you go, it's there. The blessing is upon your life. If you move left or right, it is there. The Lord is with you. That means his blessing is over you at all times. Just like these lights are over me everywhere I go, that's how the Lord is over you. And you need to recognize that. And I'm trying to drill that into your head because confidently and too much we walk around in the sad, focusing on all the negative stuff, but we don't focus on all the good that God has done for us. We don't focus on where he has brought us out of. We don't focus on the fact that he has made you capable to do so much more that you can do. But you need to recognize that you are a child of God. And that literally, physically makes you a walking blessing to others. Thank you, Jesus. God's blessing is over your life. And that's the main point I want you to take with you today. And, and I love this. I don't, I don't even remember how I stumbled up upon this. But, you know, God just gives you verses and stories. And God is so good. Let's look at Mark chapter 5, verse 30. I'm going to be reading in the, the Passion Translation. And it's just that one verse. Mark chapter 5, verse 30. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him. For he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him. For he felt the power that surged around him all the time passed through him for someone to be healed. See, the little note at the bottom, I love this because I read it and it says, this is a literal reading of a unique phrase in Greek construction. It could be translated as, the power that keeps going out of him went out of him. That is you. Peter does the same miracle. Somebody touches him and they're healed. Paul did the same thing. If those men of God, if Jesus Christ did that, that means that you can too. That means that you're meant to be a walking power and blessing. That same power that's in Jesus is in you too. But you need to believe it and you need to have faith and declare it over your life and say, I am a blessing to myself and those around me. You need to recognize that. You need to have faith confidently and be secure in your stance in the Lord. You are a child of God. You are a daughter of God and you are a walking blessing. You are meant to be A walking blessing. You're meant to ooze healings. You're meant to emit and radiate miracles and blessings. That's you. The Lord put you on this earth to be different. Like a glow stick in the dark. That's you. You're like a glow stick in the dark. You, you, You shine out. You stand out. You emit that light out of you. It's constantly coming out of you. Just like the power of Christ was coming out of him. It's coming out of you too. But you gotta believe it. Let's look at a few examples of Joseph being this uh, walking blessing. If you look at chapter 39, verse 2, it says the Lord was with Joseph in slavery. See, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. That's when he was a slave. Chapter 39, verse 21 uh, and verse 23 both speak of Joseph in prison. 
The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused him uh, to succeed in everything he did. There it is. Chapter 41, verse 38. Pharaoh recognized that the Lord was with Joseph. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can, Oh, yeah. Can we find someone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? So obviously filled. Are you obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Do you walk around knowing obviously that you are a child of God? Because if you're not, you need to get it together. You need to start believing firmly that you are obviously a child of God. Somebody's going to look at you and say, wow, that is obviously a child of God. Somebody needs to know that when they see you. Chapter 41, verse 52, Joseph literally named a son, Ephraim, which means God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. See, in your land of your grief, God will make you fruitful as long as you recognize that you are a walking blessing. As long as you recognize that God is your father, God will make you fruitful no matter where you are. He literally named his son. God has, given, has made me fruitful. Because the Lord was with Joseph. No matter where you are, no matter where you go, no matter what you do. It doesn't matter. That light is upon you. That blessing is upon you. The presence of God, His glory, His manifestation is literally upon you at all times. And it's not only in your life, but it's coming out of your life. That needs to be you. Wherever you go, wherever you are, your job should be prospering. Your house should be prospering. Everything you do, everywhere you walk, that should be prospering. People's lives should be getting better just because you are in their lives. That's you. That's every single person in here. And a perfect example of that is Pastor Jerry and Sister Elaine. And I honor them so much because of that. Yeah. They are a prime example of that because they know that they are children of God. They walk in this blessing. And so they are a blessing to everybody else around them. They are a blessing to their church. Are you a blessing to your job? Your boss should be making more money because of you. And you're like, well, what about me? What about you? You already got God's blessing. You got what you need. You need to be a blessing to others around you. You need to be God's blessing. They should be making more money. Your job should be doing better because of you. Everything around you should be better just because you are a walking blessing. You are a child of God. Things should be better just because of you. That's it. Healings, miracles, uh, prophecies, blessings, all of it. It all surrounds you constantly, all the time. The spirit of the fruit, the fruit of the spirit is always with you. You are a child of God. Say, the Lord is with me. The Lord was with Joseph at all times. And it, throughout his whole life, if you read that entire story, it says the Lord was with Joseph. And everything he did prospered and blessed. Everything. Every single thing. Whether he was in prison, whether he was a slave, or whether he was at uh, Potiphar's house, or where he was a uh, governor of Egypt. Everything. And that's you. Wherever you are, whatever you do, wherever you go, you are a walking blessing. And you have the blessing of God over your life. And sometimes it's hard for us to understand that. It's sometimes hard for us to recognize because we feel like we're idle Christians or we just got used to this. Personally, I got real numb to that idea. I got real numb because I grew up believing that I was a child of God. Yeah, I'm a child of God, cool. And that was it. I heard it so much that it became such a regular concept to me. It became very normal. But the Lord started speaking into my heart and said, no, 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 this isn't anything regular. You are a child of God. And he said it in my heart very seriously. He said, you are a child of God. 
And I started to believe it. And I said, okay. I don't know exactly what that means, but cool. No, no, no. It's like God, God said, no, 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 no. You are a child of God. And I said, okay. Hallelujah. And things started to happen in my life. I was just like, okay, what? I don't even know what this means, but I don't know how this blessing came about. But it's God. Yeah. That's it. And see, that's the problem with, with, uh, with witchcraft and curses and all that stuff. Because sometimes we give all our faith and belief into those things. We give power to those things. But what about the blessings of God? Why can't you believe in the blessings of God that much? Why can't you have faith that if somebody blesses you, that that'll happen? But as soon as somebody says something negative about you, oh man, I can't believe they said that. It's going to happen. No. Say no. Block it out. Say, the blessing of God is around me and out of me at all times. Yeah. I mean, this blessing is over you. Yeah. If I say, I bless you, you say, yes, sir, I receive that. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. His blessing is on you. You can bless people. You can bless yourself. You can do anything because God is blessing you and making you capable. Amen. Let's read Numbers 23, 23. Hallelujah. Numbers 23, 23 says, no curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob, what wonders God has done for Israel. No curse, no divination, no sorcery. Just look what God has done. That's it. People will look at you and say, wow, look what God has done. Look at that. Nobody's going to comprehend. Nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to know where it started because all we're going to say is only God could do that. That's it. There's no explanation for this. Only God could do that. I look at myself and I look at my life and I, and I think back to where I was five years ago and I'm just like, only God could do that. Only God could take an idle Christian that was used to this very common concept of being a child of God and refresh it, renew it, re-anoint it, and make it brand new in my life as if I'd never heard it before. Only God could do that. Only God could take a kid from Colorado, bring him to Dallas, and then bring him to Arkansas, and begin a ministry in his life. Only God could do that. Only God could do that. I look at my parents, and these, this couple was, was 14 and 15 years old, and they had a baby daughter. At that age, no English no English and they came to this country for a better life fast forward 30 years later perfect English they read it and write it they both have jobs my mom owns her own company they own three vehicles all above the year 2013 and they own a three-story house praise God because only God can do that only God could do that people would never know if they met my parents that that happened People would never know that they went through any of that. Because only God could do that. And they've been a blessing to other people because God's blessing was over them. The Lord was with them. And they recognized that. So they prospered and they flourished. The same goes for you. All you have to do is think back a few months if you must. It doesn't take a lot to look back and say, only God could do that. You are a walking blessing. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with you, and you need to know that confidently. Come on. I'm tired of this weak, 
gospel that we preach and we get used to and we're just idle with it. And we sit down and we get comfortable. It's time to get up and say, the Lord is with me. I am a blessing to everybody around me. You are a blessing to everybody around you. You are meant to do healings. You are meant to change lives. You are meant to emit and break free all people that are going through any type of oppression. That is you. People are going to look at you and say, look what God has done. Because of any situation. Only God could take a baby that the doctors declared dead and bring him here to us today. Only God. Only God could do that. Somebody say, the Lord is with me. And don't forget it. As soon as you walk out of this place, you need to know that. Stand up with me today. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And I'm never going to stop saying that. The Lord is with you. You are a child of God. You are a daughter and a son of God. You are literally a walking blessing. Within you, around you, everywhere you go, the blessing is over your life. You emit it. You radiate it, you speak it, you believe it, you see it, you think it, everything. Live your life accordingly. Live your life like you're a child of God. None of this little weak faith. You need to believe it. You need to know it deep down in your heart. And sometimes that's our problem. Sometimes we... Sometimes we, we focus on things that don't own us. Sometimes we're not in the right position. Sometimes we think we're not capable. But sometimes you just don't have that real revelation that you are a child of God. Sometimes it's hard for you to think to yourself, why? Why am I a child of God? There's no way. I've done too many bad things. I've gone far, far from the tree. I've fallen too far. God couldn't forgive me. How could I ever be a child of God? Or you just need a refreshing reminder that you are a child of God. Whatever it is, if you need to remember who your real owner is, if you need to be positioned, if you need to be revealed that you are going to be capable of doing so much more than you can imagine, if you need a fresh reminder, the altar is open for you today. Come, let us pray for you. Let us give you a fresh reminder that you are a walking blessing. That you are a child of God. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you who you are. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you in your heart that you are a child of God. Let the Holy Spirit change your life today. Let today be a fresh start for you to believe every single step of the way that you are a blessing. Not only to yourself, but to those around you. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you in your heart that you are a blessing, that God loves you, and that He is with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you, and the Lord is with you. Every step of the way, wherever you go, whatever you do, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Nothing can separate you from the Lord. Nothing. Come and let us pray for you so you can get that fresh reminder that the Lord is with you and that you are a child of God.